I'm on a diet yet again. Another one. So Another which one, one are you doing now? There's Kato. There's Primal. There's no. like, let's eat only once. There's like, yeah, let's that eat 50,000 times a day. Let's only drink liquids. Now we only eat it's green OMAD. things. Now we only eat orange things. And now there's things where I you're only allowed to eat, eat a thing that doesn't have a letter E in it. I feel it's, like if you eat orange things, it's going to be like a flamingo where they eat those shrimp and they turn pink. Like if you eat a lot of orange you do things, that, you're going to turn orange. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's way too many out there. Do you know what I do? What? I do the anaconda diet, the Marie Kondo diet. Oh, whatever brings you spark joy. I eat. Yeah. It doesn't help you lose weight at all, but I am damn happy. Yeah. Well, you're also thin, so whatever. You're active. I am a sedentary person, so I needed to find something that was going to match my sedentary life. So what are you doing this week? It's OMAD. It's not this week. I'm on week two. Okay, well, what was the last the last one you had? You were not eating something that I thought was ridiculous. No, Protein. no, Potato diet. You were on the potato, potato diet. diet. You have crazy-ass diets, Let Heather. me tell you. Hold on. Time out. Just settle. Well, I'm just saying. The potato diet two years ago worked really well. And Bobby and I got to our lowest weight in years. But then some emotional stuff happened. And Adopted I three kids. Well, no, it was post-adopting three kids. It was some other stuff. But I gained it all back. And... I could not do the potato diet again because the one problem with the potato diet is after you get out of those first two weeks of eating nothing but potatoes, you hate potatoes for the rest of your life. I love potatoes. And they make you want to barf. I love potatoes. So I could not do potato diet again. Potatoes and bacon. Mm. Yeah. But I could not do it again. So I was reading and I'm like, okay, here's the challenge. I hate these. Just eat like a 200 calorie breakfast. And then have a 100-calorie snack. And then do a da-da-da-da-da. And then have a sensible 500-calorie meal. I would overeat all day. Because I can't just eat this 100-calorie snack. I'm still hungry. It's not working. Yeah. And I have always had a thing where if I start eating, I kind of don't want to stop until I'm done. Now, because I used to work so many jobs, and I used to go to school and have these crazy schedules, I, for four years basically would only eat one meal a day. Because of time. Yeah, because of time, which is why I didn't gain a lot of weight in college. Because I just had no, I was running around, I had barely any time. I was in a management position in retail, so even when I was on my break, I was still doing stuff. It wasn't ever like sit down and eat. So I returned back to what's called OMAD, one meal a day. And I just eat dinner. And it is glorious. OMAD, one meal a day. Dinner. It's glorious. You can choose whatever one you want, though, I assume. You can choose anyone, but you just pick that one and you stick I with it. I choose the one at 2 a.m. Sure <laughs> well, I want to eat with my family. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's wanna, probably healthy yeah. for Bella to see you be eating, too, versus yeah. her seeing you not eat. Yeah. Because then that can cause a whole other dilemma. Yes. So I always start with a giant salad, and then it fills me up enough where I don't have a giant portion of the delicious whatever I've made. I made a shepherd's pie the other day. It was so good. And I don't fill up mm-hmm. on that, but I that fill myself. It is. It was really good. Was it in the crock pot? No. How many ingredients? It's, it's more than you want. Then never mind. <laughs> but I was able to eat what I wanted and feel full and happy and satisfied. And the next day I got on scale and I lost half a pound. Sweet. So I have lost so far. in, And now granted there's some water weight involved because you are supplementing yourself with more fluids during the day. You Which get is little, good, though. Yeah, when you get little tinges of hunger, you can use, like, a Gatorade Zero to sort of the electrolytes to help. Can you drink tea and coffee still? Yeah, so I still drink tea, coffee, water. So I have a lot more fluids going on through the day. Which is really good for you. It is. I'm very hydrated. Crap, what does that do for your peeing? All the time. 
It's like all the time times That's two. That's a whole other episode. I mean, we could seriously <laughs> do 45 minutes on you and your tiny bladder. I have no bladder. It is very I don't small. think you do. I think that, you know, that lap band that people get to like yeah. do their stomach. I think they accidentally did that to your bladder and oh, now you don't have one. <laughs> so I've found that I actually really enjoy it. And granted, by about two o'clock, I'm counting down until five. Like I start going a little crazy because I know food's coming. Ooh, you get hangry? No, I don't get hangry. Okay. But I definitely get excited. And I'm like, oh my God, dinner's coming. I can't wait for dinner. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And so you have an hour. You have an hour to feed. You're probably feed. enjoying dinner a lot more because you're excited for it yeah. versus just eating random crap. Yeah. I make popcorn every other day just so I can eat something. Yeah. It's been interesting and I love it and I can have a dessert with my dinner and I eat and I'm full and I'm happy and I'm losing weight and I think OMAD is great. Now, if I start working out, I think that's going to have to change because when I was working out with a trainer for a while, within an hour of working out, I would get very sharp, you know, pains in my head, headache. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to switch things out when I start working out. But I want to lose the first 20 or so pounds this way. All right. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to put it in the calendar and we're going (laughs) to see in five weeks where you are and what other diet you're on now. Yeah. No, you're supposed to say no. I'm going to be on the OMAD diet. You no, failed the test, Heather. If you I'm working out, it can't be like a total OMAD because I'm going to have because I have to work out in the morning before the kids get up. Are you planning on working out? Yeah, I love my Jessica Smith workout videos. She's the best. I do not work out. You do. I know. You go to your like little gymnastic classes. I haven't been out to that since September. I am no longer a ninja. Aww. I'm a retired ninja. You're a retired ninja. Well, I'm I sure Jackson. Chase Jackson. Keeps, yes, Jackson's probably keeps you very active. I actually read. Like did that Fitbit once. Mm-hmm. In the days I took the twins to the zoo, yeah. I like burned like 3,000 calories. And the oh days we didn't do anything, it was like 800. Because <laughs> I just lock them in a room. <laughs> then you don't have to chase them. Nice. So, all right. Well, I'm happy that this is working for you. Yeah. I think that's in the end, I think you need to find a diet that's going to give you nutrients. Yeah. Give you what you need. You need, yeah. you need protein. You need, yeah. I you need a very well-balanced meal. You need fat. You need liquid liquids. Mm-hmm. Like give you the nutrients that you need. Yeah. And you're happy with it. Because yeah. that's the thing. Any of these diets could work. But if you're happy and you're willing to do it, yeah. it's going to work. That's the thing. You could do the keto if you could. I don't know what keto is. You could do the primal eating if you're really willing to yeah. be okay without doing beans and yeah. cheese. What? No. Yeah, no. See, that's what I'm thinking. I can't do any of these. Yeah. So basically. Maybe you could do OMAD. I don't know. I'm a grazer. You're graze. Yeah, see, that's the thing. If like, I graze, I'm going to eat like 3,000 calories in a day. I eat one. I usually eat a small breakfast unless Chris and I go out to breakfast together and mm-hmm. then we split one. And then I usually don't eat anything until like a three o'clock snack and then I eat dinner. And that's really it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I do my own version. Yeah. But yeah. I'm happy for you, Heather. Thank I'm you. glad that this is your anaconda diet. It's yes. sparking joy for you. You're It's working. And as long as it's working and you're happy, you should do it. Yay. You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Let's talk about sex, Patty. <laughs> Let's talk about all the things not happening. Are we allowed to talk about this? I guess We've we're married. To. Yeah. We're allowed to. We we're to. good. Have you had the talk? Did you oh. get the talk? I didn't get the talk. My mom never sat me down and talked. The most that happened was I remember watching Different World and realizing, like, what's a condom? And I went to my mom and said, what's a condom? And she explained... I don't remember what, remember what she said. But like yeah. that's at the extent of the sex talk I had. I learned it basically watching TV. I got two different ones. I asked my mom first where babies came from. And she said, you know, I always heard they came from your belly button. And 
I always heard. Yeah, it's like you don't know. You, you had, had two of us. <laughs> uh, and then my dad gave me a very analytical, completely accurate medical one when I was like eight. Eight? Yeah, so it didn't make sense because he's like, and the spermazoa goes to the, and I'm like, what's what's a spermazoa? <laughs> what's a uterine lining? Like it didn't make any sense because it was so technical, but he felt like, well, I didn't lie to you. I gave that was his way of doing the awkwardness is he's like, I'm going to give you the most uh, advanced discussion. So with the girls, we've kind of had the talk with them in the sense of like how babies are made, because we were in the mm. form belief that we don't lie to our kids. Yeah. Like we don't do Santa because we don't want to lie. Like there's just so much out there with fostering. And like I work so hard to build this level of trust. I don't want it to be broken because they find out Santa's not real. Yeah. So we don't lie. And so we tell them we can answer their questions very truthfully at an emotionally appropriate spot. But one of my best friends was having twins. And she had a, she did IVF. So there was lots to it. Yeah. And so it was awesome that they asked about her because I could be very, I didn't have to go through the like sex act part. Yeah. They didn't do that part to create the baby, <laughs> you know? But so we always talk about the tadpole dad. Yeah. And tummy mommy. And tummy mommy has the egg. And the egg and the tadpole meet and they grow and they like, they grow inside a, a mama's uterus. Mm-hmm. Is that why your uterus hurts every month? Yes. Yes, that's why my uterus hurts every month because my body's not pregnant. So it's ripping off the uterine wall. Yeah. Yay us. But they kind of understand like the science in that sense. They haven't really asked like, well, how does the tadpole get to the egg? And yeah, the delivery method. The delivery method hasn't been, not been quite been broached yet. Because my kids were sexually abused. Oh, man. I mean, it, it's not so much the sex act. They understand that. They know what that is. That's so sad. I know. That's the hardest part. So now it's... What does sex mean to people? What are the reasons we have sex in a healthy way? Yeah. We do it because it's loving. We do it because it's fun. You do it because you want to have a baby. These are the reasons that you would positively have sex. And if those reasons aren't met, you shouldn't be having sex. If you're not in love with somebody, if you're not trying to make a baby, if you're not, I mean, you might be doing it for fun, but <laughs> <I was laughs> like, down. please don't tell Bella. You do yeah. it for fun. Yeah, she'll go out and do it for fun. I know. I mean, that's a big, you have to counteract of like the way it was done to you was inappropriate. Yeah. Like I, it is not what sex is about. Yeah. Everything you know about sex is wrong. Yes, exactly. You know, it's a challenge and I have come to terms with, we're not going to be, well, I can't keep them virgins because they're not, it's not going to happen. I've never thought of it. Yeah. The, the, there's no, stay a virgin till marriage because you aren't. But isn't there like, a mental version of that like sure and that's what can, we're working can, on like you can be a virgin mentally like maybe physically you're not yeah but you're a virgin until you say yes and consent to it and that's where we're at which is what does it mean to have sex in this day and age what does it mean uh in terms of your emotional state your intellectual well-being and all of that they understand that when they start having sex they need to go to therapy because I said you're going to have a lot of issues come up. I'm glad you're just saying that. It's it's, it's going to be a precedent. It's yeah. a law. Like, like you start having sex, you go to therapy because yeah. things are going to come up. And it's going to be difficult. And then, you know, we had that interview with Cassie. And she said once she revealed to some of her partners that she had been sexually molested the way that a couple of them abandoned her. Well, now you're going to have other issues you're going to have to go to therapy about. Yeah. So it's, hopefully they find someone that won't do that. And yeah. It's a one and done versus a plethora. That's what I call them, the plethora. Because I have too many kids. Mine's the crew. We 
are trying to be healthy about it. Anna is ridiculous. She'll be like, Mom, Dad, if we go to Grammy and Grampy's and you're home alone this weekend, are you going to have sex? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. She's like, it's okay with me. You're allowed. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for giving me permission. I didn't know I needed my 10-year-old's yeah. approval to have sex because, you know, you cock block us majority of the time. Seriously. Like, I honestly cannot have sex anymore if they're in the house. Really? Oh, it's not happening. Because Is there a mental thing for you? It's not just a mental thing. It just seems to be Murphy's Law. They're in bed. It's midnight, asleep. And yet, if we start trying to get intimate... The neighbor's dog starts barking, wakes up one of them. Mom, I can't sleep. What do I? And it's like, why? Have they walked in on you? They have knocked because we lock our door. We lock, we, we only do it in rooms that are locked. Yeah. So they'll knock. And you're like, hold, hold on. Mom's in the bathroom. I'm always getting thrown under the bus. I'm always in the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hold on. Mom's in the bathroom. And, you know, Bobby... Bobby kind of walks around the house, you know, not wearing a lot of clothes anyways, like his underwear. So it's a lot easier for me to run with my stuff to the bathroom and he can just pull his pants on. Like, what is it? That's exactly like Chris. Chris, if you notice, he like immediately someone comes in, he usually goes to the room because he's wearing no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh, good. Yeah. So it's easier for him to get dressed than it is for me. I have many layers. I've got my gloves to keep my hands soft and my little socks to keep my feet soft and <laughs> oh my, my shirt and my sleeping bra, which is different than my other bras. And, you know, I got a lot of layers. You yeah. have you know. um, another, we'll go, day. Yeah. another day. Another <laughs> day. that one down. Heather's sleeping attire. Listen, I'm trying to stay young looking and it's not working. Have you walked in on your parents? Okay. There's only one time I'm aware of. I used to get dropped off at a bus stop. That was about three miles from my house. I was coming home early from school one day, and I told my parents, and they forgot. And I walked home. As I opened the front door, I heard, wait a minute, and the front door slamming and locking, like slamming on my hand and like an attempt to lock it, and then feet running down the hallway. And I was like, what? And I walked in in pain, and, you know, eventually my dad comes out in his robe, and he's like, hey, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I told you, I'm off of school early today. I literally walked three miles home because <laughs> nobody was there to pick me up. And my mom comes out like, oh, what? And I'm like, why are you here? Why aren't you at work? <laughs> I uh, wasn't feeling well, came home. And I'm like, what? Why? And then it all clicks. Like, they were in the living room getting how, it on. How old are you? I was like 16. Oh, it totally clicked for you. It did not yeah. click for me. Yeah. And I was like, this is horrible. And then they took my house key. And no. so I couldn't have a house key anymore. And when I got home, because they often left me and often forgot about picking me up from the bus stop, I would have to break into the house from like the backyard. Oh, my goodness. It was horrible. Like I'd have to get the ladder out and like put it by my window in the back and like open it. It was this whole jerry rig thing. And it was awful. I walked in, and I was probably like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. No clue what they were doing. They yeah. like shooed me out, and then they came out and was like, "Dad was a uh, was help stretching me <laughs> and like popping my back or something like that." And I was like, "Popping okay. something?" No, exactly. I was like, "Okay." And then I didn't think about it at all. And then Chris and I are having sex, and yeah. I get into position. I'm like, <gasps> "That's what they were doing. They weren't working on each other's back." Did you have that revelation in the middle of your act when you're like, "Wait a minute, hold on, I got a thought about my parents having sex right now." <laughs> I didn't tell Chris, but it definitely happened in the moment where I was like, "No." 
<laughs> That's like the worst downer during an active sex life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was like, and you can finish whenever because I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> not thinking about this anymore. Did your kids walk in on you? No, we've always knocked and then the door and mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on kind of stuff. Yeah. But we always usually, if I'm, I'm the one initiates when they're home. Yeah. So I usually am like, here's a movie, here's a drink, here's your snack, here's everything <laughs> you could possibly need. If you need another snack, there's another one on the table. And if you need another <laughs> drink, there's another drink on the table. Like I get everything set. <laughs> and then we usually go somewhere yeah. and there's a locked door I'm, or whatever. I'm going to make a very shocking confession, which is going to be embarrassing. I haven't had sex in over a year. What? I just, I haven't had the time. And I haven't had the... Uh, the independence in the house to have it. It's been too busy. Oh, my goodness. I so. can't go that long. I, it's me. It's me. Yeah. Chris, well, Chris can't go that long either. But it, we go months just because it's hard to, and then Jackson oh, yeah. wakes up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So then middle of the night plays kind of off yeah. limits because you don't know when he's going to wake up. And like you said, it's Murphy's Law. Yeah. The minute we start getting frisky, it's like someone wakes up. Yeah, they can like, sense huh. it. But all the kids are going to school. Mm-hmm. We tend to have our morning delight. Yeah, I don't. Have, when I get home, Bobby's working. I got something to do. I got someplace to go. We're just no. It has to. If it's in, if it's going to happen, it's yeah. going to happen in the morning. Yeah, it seems to happen when we go on vacation, just Bobby and I by myself. But we haven't done that in a year, so I get. Well, we just had our anniversary, and mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. I'm gonna shocker. I try to have it within the first like thirty minutes there because I know he's itching for it, and I yeah. kind of don't want to get it over with, but I don't want to get lost in having my own space. <laughs> So we tend to do it right away. And then we did a couple times for our anniversary. I miss it. I miss it because I like it. And then a part of me is like, oh, it's cleaner. Uh, to be honest, also when I started that birth control that I'm on, it really dropped my sex drive. See, Chris had something happen with, not with birth control. He's not on birth control. Because <laughs> there's no male birth but control. But he just, yet. like, he turned 40 and all of a sudden, like, his drive kind of went through. And yeah, he ended up awesome. going to the doctor to, like, just check it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he realized that, like, a lot of that testosterone stuff, he gets, this sounds really weird. He gets the same kind of physical thing happening in his brain and body mm-hmm. with all the workout he does with the punching oh, and all that gotcha. stuff. So, like, he's not needing it as much. That you, so his testosterone level dropped. So... The sex drive, because we don't have it because of all the kids yeah. blocking it, it kind of was like it just shifted and it worked yeah. in a weird way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something like physiological to it. Yeah. But we got to yeah, get I... back on the, the horse again because if we really do want to consider having, like trying to get pregnant later this year. Yeah, we got to have sex. We got to have sex. We got to, st- and you got to get the pipes like cleaned out and functioning <laughs> before you start. No way. That's what they say. Like the the better sperm. Okay. Somebody's going to write and be like, you're full of shit. <laughs> But this is what I heard. Like, the better sperm, like, production is not to go excessively, but to be doing it before you start the act because, like, the pipes are clear. It's ready to go. Well, you shouldn't. It's like the freshest sperm, like, you're getting. There's a misconception of, like, doing it every day because that actually isn't helpful. Yeah. Their bodies can't. You want to do it when you're ovulating and stuff, too. Well, no, just, like. Well, that's no, so you just miss and mm-hmm. because okay, your egg will last for twenty four hours. Yeah. So you have a twenty four hour window. But if you do it every day, the the likelihood of not the best of sperm because you won't have as much. Mm-hmm. It's like you're supposed to do it like every other day kind of thing. Gotcha. Because then he has enough produced to have a good, good. amount gotcha. to go through too. So Well, we'll see what happens. I mean I'd be able to get pregnant, so who knows? I now that's a whole other story as well. We're just <laughs> going into all these other stories. In terms of sex, I do not talk about it in my comedy. It's a little embarrassing. 
I think the only thing I say is something to the effect of, I adopted my kids, and that's all you need to know about my sex life. You you make a joke yeah. about being abstinent. Yeah, I do. Oh, that's right. I do have my abstinence joke. Like That's like the reverse. My husband and I practice abstinence. I don't have any I don't sex like talk it. in mine either. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want people to know what's going on. I don't understand that. I don't understand women, and I don't understand men who want me to know what's going on with their privates. And when they complain about how bad they are at sex or how like they get whiskey mm. dick, I'm like, this is why you have no dates. This is why you're alone. This is why nothing's happening. Yeah, a comedy friend on open mic was like, I'm just trying to have sex more. I'm like, you should not say that on stage yeah. at an open mic with all these gross people. I actually talked to her afterwards, like, don't do that again. Yeah. That made my mama heart, like, jump. Yeah, if you, if you put it out there, you'll get it back. And, and you, no. it may not be what you want. Exactly. But I will admit, the Mad Mom show that we did at Flappers, mm-hmm. the first one I did there, I was like, awesome. All woman crew, we're not going to hear whiskey dick. Like, this is going to be amazing. I think you and I were the only ones who didn't talk about our vaginas. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought we were going to get away from all this. Yeah. But no, every, it's, it's, gender is not an issue when it comes to people talking about sex. Right. No. On stage. No, it's a very equal topic. <laughs> so many men complain about women only talk about their vaginas. Yeah, men only talk about their dicks. So who cares? Oh, well, I care because it's boring. I don't want to hear about your dick or yeah. your vagina, honestly. Unless something really amazing or tragic happens to your private parts, we've probably heard all of these jokes before in terms of your privates. You know who has a good set about that is Nick Worthrich. Yeah. Oh, because he, he doesn't have testicles. Yeah. So that's like different. Yeah. At least that's different. At least you're talking about a condition and yeah. all this kind of stuff. You know who doesn't have a good set about this? Every 20-year-old who gets up and thinks they're funny. No, you're not. Guys, listeners. When you're at an open mic and it's late, you're going on to 1 a.m., you've been sitting there for two hours waiting for them to stupidly pull your name out of a raffle, and you've had over-watered-down Diet Coke. By the fifth Whiskey Dick comic, you're over it. I'm over it by number one. <laughs> like, I don't need five. I'm done with one. I've heard enough. For those of you who aren't aware of Whiskey Dick, it's when you drink so much that your dick gets limp. Yeah, I don't care. And you know what the most popular joke is about your whiskey dick? Do dicks get whiskey human? Oh, my goodness. Yes, because a dick can't drink. Their human can drink. So their human's getting drunk. So, yes, obviously, your dick gets whiskey human. That's not even clever. I don't even really get it. It's not It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not good. No. And it's also thing that's, I mean, it's not something that I feel like needs to be out there. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just talked about Chris and I having sex here a lot. <laughs> I but, think, well, not a lot. Yeah. That's a problem. Oh, yeah. The girls, the girls call me a fun buster. And I really wanted to re- retort back, well, you're a cock blocker. Yeah. I didn't. That was good. But you are putting that in your set, which is good. I am. Although I don't, it, it works, but it doesn't. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. I think if I do any sex talk in my comedy, it's going to be about the sex talk. Yeah, that would be a funny one. It's you know, different. Tadpole Daddy. They've asked about Tadpole Daddy. <laughs> That's a different thing, though. Let me tell you a fairy tale about Tadpole Daddy. Yeah. It's like, basically, your Tadpole Daddy only gave his tadpole. <laughs> he didn't do anything else. So, you know. Sex is a tough subject. So the other thing that's difficult is my kids are learning about sex in school, and it's a little confusing. First of all, the boys are dumb. And so whenever they show, like, drawings of girls, like, boobs and vaginas, even if it's, like, the internal cut, so you can see what the inner parts look like, they're just like, (laughs) like, Mom, I saw what a period looks like. Like, you have not seen what a period looks like. Let me just tell you. you. 
Chris asked me to no longer call it the, my inner lining ripping. My, <laughs> I used to say, I'm like, this give me grace. My inner wall is ripping. And he'd be like, can you not? say that that's just gross i'm like exactly that's how i feel right now yeah it is gross that's why it's gross and it's uncomfortable exactly and then bella you know it's a lot of penis stuff too and they're just they're so immature about it and i do have to say like my kids aren't going to practice abstinence probably who knows well they can't i mean but who knows they may not wait until marriage the next time around but talk about it talk about how that's an option out there i'm a little annoyed that there's no talk like here are different ways to not have babies. Birth control medication or so. Condoms. Not having sex. Like I know. It's a literal option. They'll tell them about plan B, but yeah. they won't tell them about not having even a plan. Plan A. Plan A, a is don't have sex. Exactly. And plan look, pre-A. You don't do anything. Yeah. I'm not judging people on whether or not they save themselves before marriage, how many partners they've had. That's not the point. The point is... No, in the back of your mind, hey, not having sex is an option too. People are shocked when they find out that Chris yeah. is my only. They're like, what? Because it's not. Well, you know, Bobby's my about. only one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're. Um, but I didn't wait till marriage. <laughs> we kind of didn't either. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we did this weird. That's a whole other story. Look, I get that a lot of people aren't going to have one partner. Uh, my kids have all had more partners than me already. I feel like I need to give them a, a fresh yeah. slate because that wasn't consensual. That wasn't no, it wasn't. Their fault. Like, but... It wasn't their choice. Like, I feel like you can have a conversation of like, look, your body may not physically be a virgin, but your brain can be. Yeah. And you can start fresh with feeling like sex is a good thing, a positive thing, and you can have abstinence. Yes, we have talked about that and put in that perspective and talked about what it means to love someone to want to do that and, and what it means... Because we don't define sex as just this fun thing to do. Like, it is the most intimate, loving act two people can do. Yeah, I was talking to another comedian who has a, what she calls a cuddle buddy. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, huh? And then she realized, oh, it's a sex buddy. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, there's no way to keep something so intimate yeah. without getting emotions in. Yeah. And sure enough, it ended because someone started having feelings and that wasn't part of the agreement. And so it ended. And I was like, well, what did you expect? Yeah. Like, how can you be this intimate with somebody and not expect it to have and I wouldn't, feelings? In the back of my mind, I wouldn't want it to be not loving and not right. intimate. So, like, that makes it better. Well, that's what makes it amazing. Know. Yeah. Like, that's what makes sex phenomenal Yeah, is that it's two people who really love each other being as intimate as they can be yeah you know oh by the way they're putting up like statues of horses where we live in like the um center divider and bell the other day is like mom how do they make a horse and i was like well when a daddy horse and a mommy horse love each other a lot <laughs> they lie really close together and anna's like wow she was talking about a statue and mom talked about sex <laughs> i was like right, yeah bring it up when it's least intimidating i know I'm not there yet. I don't know how Chris is going to handle it, honestly, because he once had someone tell him, as a male, you only have to worry about one dick. As a mm-hmm. female, you have to worry about all of them. Yeah. And he's like, crap. Yeah. You have to worry about all the dicks out there, both the physical ones and the jerks. <laughs> so we'll see. He has a plan, grand plan of having all his black belt buddies like start sharpening their knives and guns yeah. and all sorts of stuff when they get into that stage. So. It'll be interesting. I wonder how high school is going to deal with uh, the sex ed talk. When I was in high school, it was K 
carry this sack of flour around. So it's like oh, a yeah, baby. Do they still, I think they still did the egg thing, don't they? They do. I hope so. I mean, I you know, know what, though? Did we learn anything other than this is kind of annoying? All I, I learned is how to cheat the system because I helped a friend redo their egg. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. We copied my initial onto their baby initial. Oh, my gosh. Because you had to initial the egg so that you would know if you're broken or not. Gotcha. Yeah. It feels like if the teacher really wanted to get around that, they would have like a special stamp that only they would have that they could stamp onto your egg. That would make sense. But then we yeah. would just get a little washcloth and like, I, I, I'm bad. You could have washed it off. What if you wash it off of yours? Is that, oh, then we're both in trouble. Yeah. So just saying, you could have been screwed. You'd be like, I gave my baby a bath. <laughs> People used to do that with the clubs. They would like lick your hand and then you'd like yeah. put it on hand on top of hand. I think they just do that in the movies. Do they do that for real? I don't know. I don't club. <laughs> I remember that was in a music video. Uh, and this that's the other problem. is the closest I go to raves. <laughs> <laughs> I think another problem with kids these days, and, you know, comedians are part of this problem, is social media out there. Oh, geez. Throwing all of the sex ideas out there. Like, Bella had an issue this year where a boy sent her photos of naked women. No. You know, in hopes of her getting naked and sending him photos. That's, she's 13. I know, he's 13 too. But you look and you see what they're seeing. Like, Tony, God bless him, and I'm mad at Google. Like, he spelled the word lesbian wrong. Like, totally wrong. L-A-Z-Z-Bean. Lasbian. <laughs> but Google knew what it was and no. found the photos for him. We didn't realize uh, one of the Chromebooks had the parental controls turned off because they needed it for, it was a legit reason. Like there was something with the printing issue that the, yeah the it blocked the, because we didn't have a cloud drive. I don't know, this is all tech talk that I don't understand, but we had to do it. It didn't work. And so he had to figure yeah. out a workaround. And we forgot to turn the parental controls back on. So he went to porn. Yeah. And he looked up lasbian, lasbian kissing, lasbian hugging. Lasbian. I think of two lima beans. Like. Yeah. With the little hearts holding hands. Which I is wish not that was porn it. at all. That's not porn. Lima beans holding hands is yeah. not porn. This is how porn inefficient yeah. I am. I don't I've never seen it. And he's he's very open about his sexuality in some ways, in a very funny way. Like we showed them Titanic. Uh Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> as we discussed. <laughs> so we showed them Titanic and there's we told them there's gonna be a scene where she's nude. All right. We're gonna be okay with the human body. We're gonna be fine with it. And we're watching the scene. And they're talking, and it's just the chit-chat back and forth. And he jumps up from the couch, and he's like, my privates are tingling. <laughs> and I just rolled over, and I started laughing. And Bobby's like, honey, it's okay. You know, this is a natural reaction. I'm like, oh, my God, he got an erection. He got an erection in front of his mom. <laughs> That's the best. And lately, I think um, we live in a small place, and he has to share a room with his sister right now because the two girls fight like, crazy and yeah. he can get along with his younger sister easier um but i think he's masturbating because lately we'll be sitting around you know playing poker if they like poker oh, anyways um playing poker or watching a documentary and he'll suddenly sit up and be like i am very tired now i need to go to bed and just like in a very weird robotic way does he go to his room or does he go to his, goes to his room and i was like okay and i've had this conversation with him i said you're going to do it. That's fine. It's natural. It's natural to masturbate. Masturbation's a good, healthy thing to do. I don't want to see any evidence you're doing it. Don't leave any surprises for me. Clean up after yourself. That's all. I don't want to know. Be discreet. 
I don't know how I'm going to handle that with Jackson. Mm. Hopefully he just won't start doing it in the middle of the street. Though, oh. honestly, with FASD kids, do they have those impulses? Yeah, and it can be, like, worse than normal. Really? Okay. It just all depends. Because some a, special needs kid have no impulses. No, he'll get the feelings and stuff. He uh. kind of, this sounds like a weird thing to say, he kind of already figured out how to pleasure himself mm. in a weird way. And so I just, I'm like, do it in your room. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, I don't know how I feel about it. Because I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's a natural human thing. It is, but I don't know if it's biblical. Like, I don't, I don't know how this is because it's somewhat lusting after something. I don't know how I feel. Is about he it. lusting? He's, no, but that's where it tends to lead. Like, it's I don't, I honestly I don't know, don't if, know how if I Jackson feel about lusts. I get not like maybe a four. after booty. Oh my <laughs> the god, the pirate booty—that's the only thing he's asking for all the time. <laughs> I want booty. And I'm like pirates booty, pirates booty. He wants pirates <laughs> booty. Um, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to handle that because it is a natural thing. And I'm yeah. not, I think it's, it's, penises are gross. Yeah, they are. Like I'm already having issues like with it sticking when he pees and then he pees all over his balls. And Chris is like, <laughs> you have to like slap jacket so that it comes out. I don't know. He, he called it something like yeah. to like, and I'm like awkwardly pulling it off of his balls. Like it's just, <laughs> penises I'm are gonna be so gross. Totally honest. Cause I was over here with Patty and Jax was running around and had to put on his underwear that is a huge, yes. yeah, it's, I mean, he's four now. He's four. And he, it's way, it's like five times the size Tony's was at eight. At eight? Yeah. Tony's like, it was like holding a water balloon straw. <laughs> it was so small. And I, I told, I said, Bobby, is it normal? Is, is that how small penises are on eight-year-old boys? And Bobby played it cool for a while, but lately... I told him, I said, is it weird if I ask our son if his penis has grown? Because I kind of want to see just to make sure he's on track for it to be normal sized. But then I don't want to make him feel weird. Yeah. How do you, I don't yeah. know if you can have that conversation. Yeah. I was hey, like, so do you want some peanut butter and jelly for a snack? And how big is your penis? Like, can you just show me with your fingers? Like, how long is it? Hey, this is the size of sausage. Do you, is it your penis yeah. this size or that size? Like, how would you do this? I could get the range. This is considered small. This is considered average. And this is oversized. Which one of these categories do you fall into? Just point. Point to one. And Bobby goes, yeah, I know, right? It was really small. And I'm like, okay, wait. You gave me so much grief about calling it a small penis. Like, I didn't want you to give him a complex. I'm like, all right, it's small. We acknowledge. He has a really small penis when he was eight. Should, does he have one now? That's all I want to know. Did you find out? What, no. What'd you do? I'm never going to. I mean, he'll wear He's tight like little. He's 12 now. He is, and he wears little tidy whities And they're, they're not a lot of bulging. There's not a lot of bulging. It's not a lot no. of bulge. Jackson's already bulging. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's. And I, I'm like, I, I pull it up and he goes, mama. And I'm like, is it not good? Like, so now this is what I ask him. And I think it will probably sound so crazy in the public restrooms. I pull him up. I'm like, your penis okay? And he goes, yes. Or he, or he like jiggles and wiggles a little bit and like adjusts it. And I'm like, I don't know how to do these things. But like, it's literally, he has to choose left or right already. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you think? And I'm like, Chris, I need your help on this. Yeah. Like, this is not a mom this is gross this is a mama i'm i'm it's so awkward pulling your son's penis from their balls like yeah. it's just oh oh it's oh yeah i yeah. hope he's i hope i mean i'm he'll get married one day and make his half his wife happy because he'll be able to pleasure her in that department at least Ugh. he'll have to she'll have to think for him constantly <laughs> but whatever yeah it's very confusing i asked tony though if his testicles had dropped 
Um, he didn't respond, but he says he has hair there. So good news. But he has no hair on his armpits. I don't even know what. So I guess Jackson's hasn't. I don't know these things. I don't. I because I, I did not see testicles when Tony was. Okay. If you guys wondered why I'm looking at an eight-year-old penis. <laughs> Tony had a long problem of wetting the bed. I think I talked about this. And I would have to, unfortunately, when Bobby was out of town, take him to the bathroom at night. So he wouldn't wet the bed. Right. And Tony was terrible about waking up. He would be in this weird mid-slumber thing. And so you would have to, like, pull his pants down and, like, uh, let me put it this way. He started sitting down to go to the bathroom with me oh, I because haven't... Bobby's like, you got to put his hand on his penis. I'm like, what? You got to, like, guide him. I'm like, so I would just take his arm and swing it in hopes that his hand would, like, graze it. <laughs> you would get the idea. I'm like, look, hit it, hit it. It's, you got to go. Oh, no, Jackson sits down because I'm like, you're not even tall enough to, like, yeah. peeing in the toilet right now. Sitting down is fine. Use that as an option. Family, whatever. Oh, geez. Penises. They're gross. Penises are gross. Sex is gross. No, But it's wonderful. See, (laughs) it's amazing when it's done within the context of marriage with someone you love. Yeah. It's gross when it's this 22-year-old talking about his whiskey dick. Like, I don't want to hear that. I just, I'm tired of privates. Oh, and then talking about girls. For those of you who have girls out there. Crevices. Crevices Uh, are not as fun to clean either. Yeah, I had to have... My daughter twice go spread eagle in front of me to verify she had a rash. She had a rash. I was like, yep, rash, close. Close them up. It's just awkward. Yeah. Like, and then you don't want to, like, make it feel awkward for them because you want to be like, this is no big deal. Like, yeah, everybody just spreads eagles for their mom so they can put some cream on their (laughs) vagina. Like, no big deal. Another normal Saturday. Do you think we would feel this awkward about it if they were biologically ours? I thought about that. Listeners, chime in. If you have biological kids, let me know. So, because I thought about that. I was like, is it awkward because we're not biologically related? I thought, I don't know why it wouldn't be for other people, though. Like, Yeah, I mean, some people are like, no, it's, you know, it's fine. And I I see my friends, like, who were, I had a friend who was a little bit prudish like me. But once she gave birth to her baby, she's like, here's my boob, popping it out, putting the baby there. That is true. Like, changing him in front of me, no problem. Totally no issues with, like, balls and penis and all this stuff. Her Wait, his husband? Like, her baby. Like, when she was dealing up through his toddler years. Well, yeah, I mean, Jackson walked out of the bathroom, like, butt naked. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, let's put clothes on. But But maybe it's a little bit different, too, with the age. Because with the Mm -hmm. girls, it's definitely awkward. Yeah. But it's not as... Like, I know, like, I wasn't like, oh, crap. Yeah. It was like, okay, we're doing this. Like, yeah. Because I was wiping it for the longest time anyway. Yeah. So there's that kind of issue. But the penis thing is just different for me. Yeah. I guess I was more comfortable with vagina wiping than I am with the (laughs) penis holding. Because, you know, I wipe my vagina daily basis when I pee. Well, I hope so. Yes, that is one hygiene thing I do do. She doesn't fold her toilet paper first. She just crumples it, I bet, in a ball. Oh, of course. Batty! (laughs) Why? <laughs> you fold everything. I fold Folding nothing. Folding is wonderful because we're Asian. We like origami. What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> With the girls, Anna has not started her period yet, but she's in the process. You can see hormonally changing. There's like a, just so you know, like a white residue that shows up oh. on the underwear that's telling you the body's prepping. You usually, like Bella did that for like a year, year and a half before she started. I didn't know that. So Anna has started that and she's becoming a total bitch, which is... <laughs> 
Also precursor. Yeah. PMS. She's in like a rage PMS. And every day, like she woke up this morning and just started yelling the moment she woke up. And I said, we can't. We can't have that. I'm not going to be able to handle yeah. Lexi as a PMS. Can you imagine both of them at the same time if they're cycling together? That's, that's your doom. I'm, I'm not That's because I think that's my doom with my two girls. Like if it's they gonna cycle. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. And then I'm probably going to be in sync with them and it's going to be like three oh, of us. Yeah. We should just probably go to opposite ends of the corners. Like, <laughs> we're like, we're all going to go to the mountain house and stay in different rooms. It's like the exactly. old biblical times. This is why <laughs> in the Leviticus, the women had to go away because they were raging all PMS-y like, you want to know? The men were like, Go into the bleeding go. house. Get out of here. Um, the, the women girls, are like, I get to rest. I don't have to do anything. I would love that. The girls know that I call it my snappy day. Yeah. And I will tell them, look, my uterus is hurting. Mm-hmm. It's doing what it needs to do because I'm not pregnant. So it's my snappy day. Yeah. So I need you to give me more grace. I need you to be cooperative. You know what? Just be cooperative every day because you never know when it's yeah. going to be my snappy day. But Lexi is like, I snapped once and she'd be like, is it your snappy day? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is coming up. It probably is. Thank you for being my calendar. Because I don't track that at all. Bella, this is a problem if you have a kid that's kind of disorganized and messy tendencies. You know, Bella's very disorganized with everything. She overfills the trash, which is her responsibility to empty anyways in their chore chart. And then when she overfills it, she has started taking her pads and everything and throwing them under the sink. Oh. And I'm like, girl, you're gross. <laughs> like, that is gross. Yeah. You're gross. And you're. that's why it's I was telling hit, you. Uh, it would hit my hidden chocolate. Oh. Yeah. That's why my dream is kind of to get a house that has a bathroom for each of them so she can go be gross by herself. I just don't want to clean four bathrooms. Yeah. I just, I worry. Well, you would make your kids clean their yeah. own. So They're supposed to work. clean theirs right now and they don't because one of them puts her pads everywhere and the others don't want to touch it and do any cleaning stuff because that's where all the cleaning supplies are underneath the sink under ooh, ah. so it's that's like gag reflex gross yeah i think a lot of challenges that adoptive parents will have is one the sex talk in general because yeah. did i grow in your tummy <laughs> no no and i think that for kids who have been neglected and abused the hard part with sex and the sex reproduction system is going to be and helping them do it in safe, clean ways. Yeah. I'm not just talking about sex. I mean, I'm just like cleaning your body and making your body healthy. Well, your body's been so violated. How do you make it special again? How do you make it the temple God made it to be? Like, how do you, you know, like that would be a hard mental switch. That's a lot. Sex is a lot. It is. I mean, I want it more with husband. (laughs) By the way, do you have a celebrity list? And who's your celebrity? You're going to laugh at me. I don't really have a celebrity list. Like, there's Mm -hmm. people. Okay. If that ever really. We live in LA. So the likelihood of it happening is higher than if I lived in Iowa or something. You know? (laughs) You never know. But in reality, there's not really a list. Like, Chris is my only, and I only do that with him. But Mark Wahlberg. But my newest one. Hello, Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) There's only really two. Well, I probably could think of more if I actually start thinking, but I don't know people. Neil Patrick Harris, which Chris thinks is hysterical. He's like, he wouldn't even have sex with you. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Neil Patrick Harris is like my main man crush, and he would like never yeah, want to have sex with me, which is sad. I'll tell you. Okay, so now to make you feel terrible, I have no list because the idea of ever sleeping with somebody else again is so like, because it was like, what, why don't you want to have sex with somebody else? It might be great. I'm like, yeah, but what if it's terrible? Oh, what no. if I ruin my marriage for the worst sex in my entire life? Oh, yeah. That's why I'm saying. It would never yeah. happen. Like, there, it, this is a complete and total joke list. Like, there's, it yeah. will never 
happen because I would never. But I have like what I call the romance list. Like I don't think about having sex with male celebrities. Like it kind of makes me feel like I'm cheating on my husband. I don't know. I just don't do it. And there's another weird thing. The male celebrity cannot be married or attached. Or gay? Well, no, gay probably is fine. (laughs) They just can't be married or attached. So like Benedict Cumberbatch, I was obsessed with him. I had a crush on him. I watched everything he was in. I loved him. And he's still a talented actor. I still like all of his stuff. But the moment he got married, infatuation gone. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's a weird thing. As soon as you're married, the infatuation goes away. Yeah. I'm married. The idea (laughs) of being naked and intimate in front of anybody else but Chris doesn't appeal to me at all. Well, the idea of being naked in front of other people, maybe when I'm a little bit more older. Bobby and I have talked about retiring at like a nudist colony. Really? Oh, I I would only do it so I didn't have to do laundry. Let me tell you, I love being naked, just not in front of other people. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. It feels so good. Everything's just out and about. But I'm not at the mental state yet where I could do it in front of strangers. Like, do it in front of Bobby, fine. I can't do it in front of my kids. That doesn't feel fine. Or, like, my parents. My mom and I were in Korea, and she was, like, getting topless. And she's like, just get... And I was like, no. And she's like, I birthed you. I was like, yeah. And I've put on, like, 200 pounds since you birthed me. And the I body's different. Yeah. I'm not going to show you my boobs anymore. This I'll is feel dumb. like I won't get full naked, but I've dressed in front of my parents before. Not my parents, not my no. dad. Yeah. This is weird. Like, yeah. I wouldn't ever undress in front of my dad or, like, yeah. my brothers or anything. Yeah, the list is kind of just stupid. Like, it's a stupid list, but. Yeah. Because I would never really want to have sex with Mark Wahlberg. Neil Patrick Harris, though, I love everything about him. But he would never have sex with me anyway, so this is a mute point. <laughs> He's got cute kids. He does. Thank you, Patty, for your closet. Patty has converted her craft closet into an amazing sound space. Did a lot of foam paneling, a lot of curtaining, and it's working really well. That's nice. It is. This is not to say that our recording studio is gone for good. It is just in the process of being renovated. Exactly. And actually made. The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.